2: Sales game day, game day, baby. That's a quick turnaround. That is a quick turnaround, say the least, man. Wow, I am gonna throw something at you here, and then I want you to tell me we're gonna p- kind of play like charades here for a second, but real quick, we want to throw this out right away to you guys. Listen. We have opportunities for you to win yourself some gift certificates. All you have to do, and you get a chance with our friends at Hooters to win these gift certificates and also some merchandise from Jacob Sports and Hooters. All you do is give us your information here, fill it out, just fill it out, send it to this email, and all you'd have to do is send the code word on the email. Put your name and address and everything on it. There it is right there, the email. And you'll qualify for an opportunity to win some of those gift certificates. And we name the winners, by the way, each and every single Monday, like Wayne and Christopher here. This past Monday, we do it on a football Monday. And good luck to you guys. So we'll keep reminding you throughout the week as we go through Friday. We're going to go all the way to Friday. And we will announce the winner, like I said, on Monday. So Justin Jefferson comes to town. You know, you know, you know what I heard all week long. Well, cause it's a Thursday game. Do you know, you know what I heard? Oh no, we can't let this dude go after that guy. It's Lincoln Financial. Act like a home fan base that you are. We didn't want you guy. Turn it around on him. Don't let anybody come into your park. And don't fear anybody. Don't ever fear anyone coming into your ballpark. Well, I don't want Jefferson getting 9K. So what? That doesn't mean he's going to beat you. He's going to get his. He's going to get his. Okay? Who cares? You're the better team. You're the better team. Of course he's going to have a great game he's a great ball player okay but stop with that oh my god justin Jefferson. dude justin jefferson is the least of your worries i'm gonna throw something at you here that's right ray hey everybody's a superstar and talks a bunch of shit until you punch him in the face everybody thinks they got a plan until they're hitting the head and all of a sudden, when you're hitting ahead, that plan goes out the window, doesn't it? Go after the ass, man. All right. I want you to tell me who this is. Let me see here. This is in 10 ball games. Ten ball games. Who is this? 66.1 completion percentage. 297.7 yards per game, 2.2 touchdowns per game, 0.9 interceptions, 98.5 QBR, and he's 6-4 and four versus you. Who is that? Tell me who that is. Who is that? You guys keep talking to me about this guy here. Who is that? No, 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 JM. The numbers are superior when it comes to Dak. Dak's 8-3. That's Kirk Cousins versus the Eagles. Between his stints in Washington and Minnesota, you guys had me believing that Kirk Cousins sucks against you. Kirk Cousins is great against you. He's great. 66.1 completion percentage, 300 yards a game, two touchdowns to one pick, 98.5 QBR, and six and four. That's not a guy who sucks against Philly. That's, That's not a guy... Who sucks against Philadelphia? Did he play poorly last year? Yeah, but that's one of ten. One out of ten. I get the prime time stuff. And, and, and hey, tone codes, thats not spectacular. I don't know about you, but 300 yards a game, 66, sounds like Hurts. You think Hurts has better numbers versus Minnesota like that over 10 game? I don't. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what. You guys said to me, suck. That doesn't suck. That doesn't suck. We're going to break it down here in a minute. I'm going to tell you what I think happens in the game. By the way, before we even get started, I do not believe the Minnesota Vikings can beat you. There, I'm going to bury the lead. I don't believe, okay, that they can beat you. And here's why. Let's get into this. Eagles six point favorites going into this thing tonight. Um, Bucks with a surprising win, especially when you see the numbers on what the Bucks did against the Vikings. Very unimpressive. Um, but what I think the Buccaneers did, they completely exposed so many holes on that Vikings defense that it, it, it was really evident where some of the weaknesses are on that defense. You want to hear a statistic? And by the way, that one-score game against the Bucs this past weekend, it's the first time since 2017 that the Vikings have lost a one-score game. Listen to this number from a year ago. So are the Vikings I, and And I heard Tone say this earlier today. I just don't trust him. Here's probably why he doesn't trust them. Last year, the Vikings were 11 and0 in one score games. I mean, a tip here, a tip there, what have you? You're 11 and0 in one score games. Man, I, I mean, you're winning these games, but it's by the seat of your pants and if you lose any kind of personnel in the process those one score games completely turn the other way i mean and to me can i say this to you about the vikings roster to me when i look at the when i look at the vikings roster is it me when i say this it just looks like it's regressing i mean You see, the Eagle roster's not regressing. It's just inexperienced. There's a difference. Like, when I look look at the Eagles roster, here's what we're doing. Well, we got to wait for Sidney Brown to cook. We got to wait a little more for Jalen Carter to keep cooking. Jordan Davis looks like he's cooked. All that shit's trending up. When I look at the Vikings defensively, especially defensively, I look at them and go, why do I think they're regressing? I mean, I watched the Buccaneers, who didn't do shit against them, beat them. And I'm like, when I watch their roster, I look at Minnesota's roster and go, I I think it's walking the other way. You know, they got rid of Rick Spielman. They no longer have him as general manager up there. And I don't know. Look, I think the kid Addison, I I think he's a great addition. He's an upgrade to Adam Thielen. He totally is an upgrade. I mean, but here, it's it's it just looks like it's regressing. Now, the one thing about the Eagle offense, it's hard to believe, but the Eagles were outgained by the Patriots 152 yards in that game on Sunday. They had 152 more yards than what, the Eagles put up on that Sunday performance. Lackluster, very uninspiring. They won for sure. You're the better team. But at the end of the day, it was uninspiring. It's just like they went through the motions. Maybe more so on offense. It was just like going through the motions and just expecting teams to lay down. Look, I'm going to say it one more time to you. Belichick is the most difficult coach to prepare against, I think, in the NFL. And I think his genius was put on display on Sunday. You're not going to run into that kind of coaching week in and week out. You're just not. And that's an advantage for Philly. You're going to run into that shit with um, Spagnola and Andy and Kansas City. Anytime you see coordinators like that and head coaches that are play calling geniuses like Sean McVay, you're, hey, by the way, that Rams game now looks a little different to me. With McVay and with Raheem Morris, the D coordinator, they're pretty good. That was a pretty good job they did against Seattle. All right. That was a pretty good job. So I give you that. I do. And, 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 and it's not an excuse. It's like, he's a great coach. Okay? Um, the losses are huge, though, for the Eagles on defense because of your depth issues. I mean, just to show you how absolutely ridiculous the comment that Peter King made when he said that the Eagles had the deepest roster, you guys lose a couple players and you look devastated. In your secondary, and clearly at linebacker. It just shows you there's certain people as distinguished as Peter King is who don't follow the Eagles. Nobody in their right mind would say that that's a great linebacking core with a help, healthy Nicole Dean. Nobody would say that. Nobody. Okay. And now you're playing some dude named Job. Stop with the fact he's good. There's a reason there's first teams and second teams, okay? Um, The pass-catching talent on the Minnesota Vikings is elite. I would put it in the conversation a step down from Philly because I think your tight end's better, and I think your WR2's better than Minnesota's. But that's a good elite group. Especially when you have the best wide receiver in the game on your football team. It's elite. By the way, they put up elite numbers. Once again, it had no issues with the offense here. Vikings. I mean, their problem again, you turn around and you go, so you ran the ball for 41 yards against the Bucs. I get it. The Bucs have a good front four. But why'd you get rid of Dalvin Cook? Okay, wh- why'd you get rid of Dalvin Cook? Here's Kirk Cousins' numbers against the Bucks: 33 of 44, 344, and two touchdowns. That sounds shitty to you? That sounds elite to me. Justin Jefferson, nine catches, 150. The problem that the Vikings had was the fact that they couldn't sustain any kind of run game against the Bucs. I mean, here, here's what the Minnesota Vikings did to the Bucs. They held the Buccaneers at 242 yards in total offense and nine first downs. There were critical mistakes in that ball game that they had. That basically, you know how the Eagles won the game? Well, the Vikings lost the game. The Bucs didn't win that game. They completely dominated them. But that's the difference between a team that's been going through one, one score games for the last four years versus a team that's used to dominating. Telling you something, the fact that the Eagles last year dominated opponents was clearly one of the reasons why they closed out the Patriots and why the Vikings lost to the Buccaneers. Because you're so used to being in these one score ball games. I mean, Minnesota has to play 60 minutes of football every game to win a game with all these one scores, okay? So the point is, is that the Eagles are prepared to win shitty games. I don't think the Vikings are. Like, the Vikings aren't going to win a bad game. The Eagles will. The Eagles are... They're, they're more prepared because they win. Those critical games like that, they do what it takes. Okay, they do exactly what it takes when it comes to that. Um, last year, it was a complete domination. Complete domination by the Eagles over the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Vikings can't turn the ball over tonight. If they want any shot at winning that game tonight, they have to be in a position where they do not have any turnovers. You can't have any turnovers in this ballgame if you're Minnesota. Here's the end result here. I don't know about you, but I don't see where Minnesota can stop A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I just don't see the personnel on that side of the ball. I, I just don't see it. Where are you? How are you stopping them? One thing about the Patriots, the Patriots had the personnel, didn't they? And the schematics to do it. I know you're going to see a lot of the same stuff that the Patriots threw at Philadelphia Eagles, but you know, I, I, I don't see the personnel on the Minnesota side that makes me go like that. Look, We all said this. I think every one of us said this about um, the Patriots, or some of you, because some of you are so blind, you're idiots. But I think most of us went, hey, New England's got a great defense. I'll, I'll make this point to you. I think that New England defense could probably be right there with the Jets as two of the best teams in the entire AFC when it comes to defense. The Jets are better. But the Patriots are the second-best defense, and that includes Buffalo. Okay? Buffalo's not the same-looking defense without Von Miller on it. Okay? I mean, that's a good defense. Man, I don't – I just don't see. Loki goes jail on 275 and two touchdowns. I I would – if he's anything under that, I would be disappointed. I don't think they could stop their passing game. Now, here's the problem, though, that they go into this, okay? Who's going to be the number one running back, and who's going to be the back that you are more concerned about? Is it Jalen, or is it the? Do you fear DeAndre, or do you fear Hurts in the run game? I fear Hurts. I don't fear DeAndre Swift. He's, he's a really good player, but he's not an elite runner. He is a really good, versatile player. As good as some of the guys in the league and maybe top 15. Okay? Maybe. Top 15 talent. But he's not going to strike fear in you. Why? Because even in game one, man, I thought we were going to see more screenplays. The Philadelphia Eagles refused to throw screen passes. They refused to help their quarterback out. Dump the ball off. Brady made a 25-year career on dump-offs. Dump it off. It's okay. Punting is okay. I mean, it's okay. I'd rather punt the ball than turn the ball over or have minus plays you got to be patient against a team like Minnesota because Minnesota is a quick-strike team. They can gouge you. They, They are superior to your secondary and your linebacking core. They're superior. You don't have a better player on your defense. Like, the best defensive player, I would say, probably, in your secondary is Slay. Well, he's not better than Jefferson. And your second best guy's not on the field. Which means you don't have a second best guy in the secondary. Nobody's covering Hawkinson. You couldn't cover Hunter Henry. And you couldn't cover giesick And Hawkinson's better. Hawkinson's better. He, you're playing against a better wide receiving core and a better tight end. And a better quarterback than what you faced in week one. Now, I thought you guys told me that the New England Patriot O-line sucks, and I even said, do you understand that the New England Patriots are probably going to finish around 28th in pass protection in protecting your quarterback? Well, the Eagles didn't get home against a poor O-line. That O-line is poor. This one is comparable to that old line This old lines comparable. So there's no excuses not to get home two weeks in a row. You have played. That old line in New England is not very good. He's not very good. This one isn't either. You have to get home. If you do not get home, okay? If you do not get home, They'll go for 400 yards throwing the ball on you. They're better. Common sense, even your eyeballs can't lie to you when you go like this. The Vikings have a better offense. By the way, Cousins was elite against a pretty good defense. Your defense is not better than the Buccaneer defense. You're not. As an overall group and unit, you're not. The Buccaneers linebacking core alone blows you away. You're not. Okay. You're just, your entire secondary is a joke with your linebackers. Jokes. You're, I don't know how anybody who could sit here and say anything that I'm saying is wrong is the Minnesota Vikings' offensive air attack better than New England's have the same type of talent in the O-line, I will give you this. You can't usually lose your left tackle or your center. They're starting centers out. That's a problem. That's a big issue for them, which means you're probably going to see some five steps and not seven steps until they can get comfortable. You're going to see more of that. Okay? Okay. wrong. You just said the Vikings are better than us. I never said that. What a jackass. Again, see, this this is what used to happen in radio. An idiot like Anthony would sit there and take 5% of what I just said, where I said that the Vikings are better than you. Where did I say that? As an overall team, they are superior in the offensive attack versus your shitty secondary. Yeah. Yes. Your defense is not very good, guy. It's just not very good. And you know it. So, in the end, I see 31-27. I think the Eagles hold on to win this thing and the defense continues to keep cooking. Jalen Carter, I believe, is going to be a handful in this ball game. I think he's going to be a handful. Hassan Reddick has to be a factor and has to get home. You know, I went back and looked at the 22, and I'll say this to you. Um, hey, by the way, I don't give a shit what you think. The Buccaneers' defense is better than your defense until proven otherwise. Mac Jones kicked the shit out of your defense. So before you start barking about how good you are, you had problems with Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones outplayed Hurts in game one. Outplayed him. 34-54. 33 for 54. For 306 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Your guy didn't even throw for 200 yards in that ball game. Was out of sorts and missed guys all over the field. Facts. I think he plays better. I think he plays better. Um, I want to see how, and, and get this, so I guess they're telling everyone they're going to get Dallas Goddard involved in this game. Um. I, I, I don't know how you make that proclamation five hours before the game starts, before you even get on the field, that you're going to predetermine who you're going to get going. Once again, to me, it's an experienced conversation and coaching. Once again, you never tip your hand. You never tell people who you're going to establish the least amount of information they know, the better. Now, unless you're lying, which is Nick, which is what Nick is known for is lying. Coming out and publicly telling me that Brian Johnson called a great game is a bullfaced faced lie. It's a bullfaced faced lie, and everyone knows it. And again, if you're comfortable with lying, which most of you are, then you're cool with Nick. Me, on the other hand, I'd rather not have you say anything. We're on to Minnesota. Simple as that. Simple as that. Or you could be like the White House press secretary. Talk to the Department of Justice. Simple as that. You don't have to answer questions. People get mixed up because you never said after week one, you make it seem like it's week. it's been 10 games saying our defense is really good. One weekend. I'm not sure where you're and how you're phrasing all of that. But all the things that we said in the offseason would rear its head had. This is not a one-week fix on defense. Your offense is a one-week fix because your superstar talents on that side of the ball will right the ship. You're not talented on defense. You're talented at the tackle position. And by the way, old man Graham, he played like old man Graham. Jason Kelsey played like an old man in that New England game. Okay I thought Fletcher was good. I know some people are thinking I thought he played well. I'd rather see him be the rotated rotating uh, tackle compared to those other two guys because I think you could play those other guys. I think Jordan Davis is in better shape. okay? I think he is in better shape. Crow goes the D line is talented. That's about um, yeah, that's it. Well. To me, this is what I wouldn't want to get into because I think Slade plays better when shit, he's shit-talking. I, I do. I think Darius Slade plays better when he's a shit-talker. So I'm going to let him, and I want him, because I think it builds, like, i confidence in him. And I'm good. Whatever gets it done. You know, as long as he goes to go over the top, I'm okay with Slade talking shit. I, I think it motivates him. Okay? I do. I think it motivates him. So, Eagle guy goes like this. So, Mac Jones outplayed Hurts. He did. Where did you see where he was better than Mac Jones in that game on Sunday? Mac Jones wasn't missing passes. I mean, pick six, you spotted him 16 points. He came back and almost kicked your ass. Mac Jones. The guys that you said, he's not. We're not even sure he's a starter in the league. Cousins is better. I I, I love how people. You can't change the narrative, when when you're six and four. Hey, he's not underwater against you. He, I mean, almost a hundred quarterback rating. He's not horrible against you. Anyway, 31-27, somewhere in there, I I think that the Eagles are better because of their offense, not their defense. Like, do I think Minnesota's defense, wait, do I think that the, with the injuries, that the Eagle defense is that much better than the Viking defense? I do not. (laughs) I do not. Full health, Blankenship, Bradbury, Slay, they're better. But when you've got substitute teachers all over the secondary, you're a little better. You're a little better. Wheels says Carter had the fastest get off in the NFL this past weekend. He's an impressive rookie. Wheels, he is. I think he's going to be a force. I think he could be good as Quentin Williams. So the Bengals offense sucks how they looked week one. I'm saying stop talking so much stock, ta- taking so much stock from week one. No, I think the Bengals are going to write the ship with their offense. And if you heard me, General, which you didn't, I said I believe that the Eagle offense is going to write the ship. You have personnel issues on defense which means talent issues on defense. You can't fix that with so many blaring holes. You you can't. You can't tell me that you think you're going to fix Zach Cunningham, who was horrific on Sunday, Nicholas Morrow, and Christian Ellis. They have no shot. They have no shot at covering Hawkinson. They're not good. They're not good. End of story. Hey, you're absolutely right on everything you have articulated, but the one thing you can't dismiss is whatever the NFL wants will happen no matter what. Eh, it's, the NFL's not rigged. The offense, I believe, is going to ride it because there's too many good football players on that side. You don't have that many good football players on your defensive side. You just don't. Okay? You just don't. You're going to get, hey, would we all agree with this? Hey, is, is Minnesota better offensively than the New, New England Patriots? Or are you going to try to tell me you think the New England Patriots are better offensively than the Vikings? Now you're going to try to make the Patriots out to be one of the better teams in the AFC? They're not. They may win seven games. They are. (laughs) So you think there's a wide receiver in New England with Justin Jefferson. You, so you think Connor Henry and Gisic, who you guys told me sucked, is better than TJ Hawkinson, who's one of the top five tight ends in the league. Man, you'll say anything. You, you, say, you, you, you accuse me of that. You'll say anything to make you – that's stupid. There's a trade deadline signing time, so much we can do it to get better. The Bengals will fix it, but the Eagles won't. I never said that. I just said they're going – Who are you going to trade for? Devin, who who are you going to trade for? Honestly, who are you trading for at linebacker? I I, I can't wait to see that. All right. Now we're going to move on to something else. Now we're going to move on to this. Do... We agree that the person that is going to strike the biggest fear in the Vikings tonight will be the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Okay? Do we agree? I, I want to throw something at you here that was presented to me today. Um... About Jalen Hurts and what the Eagles are asking him to do this year, because in my opinion, you don't have a Miles Sanders this year. You're not going to be able to establish a run game unless it's Jalen. Your best running back's Jalen. Okay, once again, last year it was Sanders. This year it's back to 2021, which means he's going to have to run. You you just do not have a running back. And this is a Howie failure. If you're trying to preserve this guy, hey, this is why I think he's getting down more and he's pre-sliding before the contact comes is because they're telling him that. Because they don't have an established running back. I, I completely believe that they're telling him, avoid all contact, get down. Because I saw at least four times in that game where he went down immediately before even the guys came over to him. Almost like when he was in a scramble mode. Instead of when he took off, he got down like he was scrambling. So I want to throw something at you here. See, personally, I do not believe that what Hurts is doing right now and how the Eagles are playing him, this is a long-time thing. And I want to prove the numbers to you. This is the first three years of quarterbacks in the NFL who have had the most carries in NFL history. And I want you to tell me the thing that is significant with this. In the first three years of their NFL career, Lamar Jackson has run the ball 482 times. Last three years, he's missed a ton of games. He's been totally banged up. Jalen Hurts is second in NFL history with the most carries in his career for the first three years of his career, with 367. Hasn't finished the season yet. Not quite as devastating as Lamar. But it's funny as we move on here. Cam Newton, 364, destroyed him. He can't even, no team will even look at him. How can you be like 35 years old and no one look at you? It's because you've been destroyed. And that guy's 6'6", he's built like, Josh Allen. And then you got Kyler Murray, who's out. Every single one of these guys, except for Cam, have been banged up early in their careers. This is not going to be a long deal here. Now, if you were able to win a Super Bowl in six years and Hertz has a devastating knee injury or such, it was worth it, I think. But this is not a long-term deal here. The numbers and the players show this. Murray's out. Cam's destroyed. Jalen's second all-time and carries for the first three years of his career. And Lamar is number one at 482. It's just the point that if Howie was really serious and the organization personnel-wise, was serious about cutting his runs down? Why didn't you go after a more prototypical back? Even it up, hey, a guy who can help him. Hertz doesn't need help at the Y and Z anymore. He needs help in the run game. He needs help in the run game. You can't. There's not a running back on your football team right now that's worth a shit. And, and Swift, is, Swift is not really a prototypical back that could take some of the heat off of Jalen. Look, this is not a rip really on Jalen. I'm trying to get 10 years out of the kid. These other guys here are proving to you. Hey, man. The wear and tear of being a dual threat quarterback, every single one of these guys is either destroyed or have been massively injured. And Hertz is second on that list. It's only a matter of time. Now, if you know these trends, why didn't you help your run? Why didn't you help your quarterback out? If you know he's a dual threat, Howie, why didn't you do more? In the run game, they this is where a failure, there's two areas of the football team that he failed incredibly at this year. It'll be at that linebacker position, and this is an opinion. This is an opinion. You have no linebacker and no Mike. You have no running back except for your talented quarterback. And I think it's going to cost you. It's already cost you your mic. It's already cost you your linebacking position. You're searching around the tr- the guys in the streets now. The difference in getting a Dominic and Sue and Linville Joseph a year ago was that you had Javon Hardgrave and Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. So when you added to that, Treasure, you're not better this year. You know why? Because you're not deeper. You're not. Could could you do you have maybe a more talented D tackle? Yes. And by the way, I'll say this one thing about Milton Williams, too. I thought Milton really played well. He's a good-looking football player. I mean, I would say Milton Williams could probably start. On sixty-five percent of the defenses in this league, he's a good player. Okay, Quan goes. Have a drink every time you hear T.J. Edwards. I got a better game for you. Have a drink every time there's a completion tonight on your linebacking core. Once you go there, let's do that. How about we do this? Kwan. Let's see who gets drunk quicker. How many completions by um, the tight ends and receivers going across that shitty secondary? or TJ. Edwards's name today? Then we'll see who gets drunk tonight. How's that one? Let's see how that plays out. <laughs> let's let's do that. <laughs> oh man. Hey. All I'm saying is your general manager who's been doing a really good job with this football team, for whatever reason, financially, they have been stubborn to a fault. They are paying, as Tone would say, the premium positions and negating the positions that do the dirty work. Here, I have to read this because this idiot did this. JC, it's been one wait until we see more than you make it. Yeah, okay. If you can just put it in English or at least get a translator for me, Sway, it would be a ton better for me. Thank you. Maybe you need like a translator. We'll work on that here at Jacob for you because if you can't be like decent and getting your takes out, you're just burning money, dude. Just do me a favor. We'll get a translator for you. Okay? It's not – this isn't a one-week dude. This isn't a one-week thing on defense. It's a one-week thing on offense. Okay? I was furious with his late fumble. Look, here, Wayne, in the Patriots game. No need to risk it. We should have slid there. Hey, Wayne, you know what about Jalen Hurts and that fumble? If you really look at that, the fumbles, you've not heard me in the Super Bowl, really, or even this past Sunday, criticize him. You know why? Because Jalen is very careful with the ball. He's not reckless. He was trying to make a play. I am never going to kill a player ever in a million years on making effort plays. When you when, You know what I kill a team on? When you can't line up in special teams and you're burning timeouts, that's where I kill a team. Okay, and or or you don't retool the team correctly in personnel. You point it out. Jalen Hurts fumbling there. He's making an effort play. He's trying to do something to move the sticks to keep his team in a position to win. Happens to everybody. We've seen the greats do that sometimes. Okay. He does. He. He, I have no problem with with Hertz is not a turnover machine. He's he's just not. So I get, I get it. It was critical time. The Patriots got the ball. Um, you know. But here they were so. You got to remember something about this group compared to last year. Okay. You got to remember something that's different. You know what's different this year you're not going to have many opportunities to dominate like you did a year ago. You're just not because you're playing against good teams. So you're going to look at your team this year and go, Jesus, we're not dominating. Well, you're not going to get many opportunities to dominate because they're good too. Jalen Hurts had the highest percentage of on target throws among all quarterbacks in week one. And yet, okay, so Turner feels good about his week one. We, we disagree, okay? We agree to disagree. I thought he sucked. Turner, sure. Whatever. If you thought he was good, and that was MVP football, that's for your eyes and for you. I'm not going to argue with you on that. Okay? Because that's your opinion and it sucked he was terrible okay he, he was absolutely terrible um how many interceptions did he throw now you want to start doing turnovers you want to go there he had a turnover in the game same amount of turnovers that mac jones had mac jones had a turnover so did hurts there now we're even um You're not going to have as many opportunities at dominating this year like you did a year ago. Like, when you see a game like New England, you're going to be in a lot more ball games like that this year than you were in games like you were a year ago. Just common sense. You're playing better people, better rosters, better coaches, better quarterbacks. So the chances of you having 13 drives versus this year, maybe seven or nine is going to make your team look like you're not dominating because you're not going to. Most of the great teams that play in the NFL have to play tough schedules. I mean, did you really ever watch the New England dynasty? Let's do this. Think about this, for instance. Do you you remember the Patriots dominating teams? Like every weekend? Or were they like one score? Really close games. Brady's playing a tight one. Why is that? Well, they play tough schedules because they're usually the champ. And they don't get the same opportunities when they play shitbox teams. You got to remember something about the 2021 Eagles. You were coming off a four-win season. You were playing turds in 21. In my opinion, what has happened here? The 21 season, okay? And then going into the 22 season, when you played those shitty teams, is fool's gold. You're good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're not. But you're not as good as you think you are. You're not. That schedule was riddled with a last-place schedule. Coming off a four-win team, that's how the league fools you. So this year, if you happen to have less wins, say you win 11, 12 games this year. I would say you're better than a year ago. I would say you're better. You're better. Better competition Bet against better quarterbacks. Dude, You, If you win 11, 12 games playing the teams you play this year and you win your division, man, that is a great year for Hurts and the quarterback and for the unit itself. And you're going to come away going like this. We're here to stay. But if you start getting into games like you did with the Patriots and you start wobbling up and down like that because you don't have the proper personnel on that side of the ball, you're going to question yourself. You see, you've been fooled by your 22 uh, regular season record. You've been fooled by it. Because if you were that good, I mean, that roster was good. I'm not saying it wasn't. Everyone had career years going against the last place schedule. Gee, do you think there's coincidence to that? Or no, everyone just had a great year because they were playing star teams every week. Okay? All I'm saying is pull it back a little bit. Let's see, how. again, the one thing that we came away with Monday and Tuesday, I completely agree with you guys. I think the offense is going to right the ship, man. I think it starts tonight. I don't see where Minnesota can defend A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith or Dow. I, I don't see where the Vikings. I just don't see it. And the problem the Vikings are going to have tonight What's the big problem the Vikings are going to have versus the Eagles tonight? What what do you think the biggest problem they're going to have tonight? Running the ball, which means play action. They can't sustain drives. And he's going to have... I would say this to you. I, I would be shocked, shocked if Cousins... If Cousins doesn't throw the ball 65 times. I saw somebody say that I said that the Eagles would be 2-5 and five out of the gate. I also said you're going to the Super Bowl. Always finish the, the, the statement. Always finish the statement. Do me a favor. Don't cut the statement off. Finish it. I said you get to the Super Bowl, too. Okay? So... Here, again, tonight, if you're, if you're hurts, Jalen's got to run the ball 18 times, 19 times tonight because I don't, I don't believe he's the best back. You don't have anybody else back there. Or, or, or give it to Penny. Let's see what he has until he breaks down. He'll break down somewhere. But ride that guy as much as you can. You got to get a running game going because what you want to do is you're trying to keep your defense off the field because it's not very good. You have, to keep the, you have to keep the Eagle defense off the field. Cousins will rip it apart. And if you don't get home, which you didn't get home against New England, he'll kill you tonight. It's a better offense. It's a, so, wait, like, get this. You lose Blankenship, Bradbury, Dean, and you think you're better against the Vikings. And that the Vikings are lesser talented offensively than New England. I don't know how you, com- <laughs> how you plug that in. The game is going to be won on what Hurts and the offense does. It will be that way for eight weeks. Your defense is terrible right now, except for your interior tackles. You know, I was disappointed. Swick got home once, I think. Other than that, he didn't have a very good game setting the edges. And one thing that I thought that the Patriots did exceptional on, they stopped that counter trade play on Hertz, where he goes front side, then he comes out the back door. They got his ass. They got him. Okay. How do you know that we? How do you know what we have until after tonight and running backs? Our coaches didn't play Swift or Penny. Oh, that leads me to this then. Your coaches. Okay, let's see how good a guy, how good a coaches these guys are. I'll tell you something else that's funny here. So explain this one to me. It's the same defensive scheme and the same defensive premise, and it's the same offensive premise, then yet why does the team look different? And play calling and in performance. It's the same team, you guys are telling me, isn't it? Why does it look completely different? You told me coordinators wouldn't matter. That's what we talked about in the offseason here. How come it looks completely different? And yet, everything's the same. system's the same. Both offensive and defensively, systems are the same. Then how come it feels and looks different? This goes to show you how important coaching and not playing the, the sabermetrics thing and having an ability to have a feel for the game Both Desai and Brian Johnson, if that were me, I don't really think they have a feel for, or how about this? To be fair, I don't think they had a feel for that New England team at all. They made no halftime adjustments. You know when they made their adjustments? In the Tuesday press conference. That's not adjustments. That's excuses. And your head coach is part of that shit. I wish he'd got um, maybe more practice time. I mean, all that stuff is Monday morning quarterback bullshit. All that stuff is Monday morning quarterback. You know what it sounds to me? Like inexperienced coaches. So you were telling me that your coordinators, remember I said that Belichick would have the best coaching staff in the ball game. Well, it reared its head big time, even down to your shitty special teams coach. It just shows me right there that Sirianni has absolutely no say on his coaching hires, because if that's any quality head coach, he'd walk in there and that guy, Michael Clay would have been gone two freaking years ago. He's terrible at his job. I don't know why he's there has to be an organizational thing. Because no coach worth his salt comes out and just bull-faced bullshit lies like that. Keeps a guy like that on a roster. And then turns around and tells me Brian Johnson's a great coach. Come on, dude. It's covering for the front office. That coaching staff got the pants coached off them in that ball game. You know it and I know it. Got your pants coached off you. You didn't help Hurts. You hurt him. You established, hey, you know what I would rather have seen? I'd rather have seen you throw five incompletions to Dallas Goddard out of the gate than seen you give five handoffs to Kenny Gainwell. And some of you go, well, Sills, they moved the chains on. Yeah, they scripted it out. And all, once they got all script, it sucked. Don't you know what coaches do? They script the first 22 plays, and once they do that, it's supposed to be in-game adjustments. Well, for 50 minutes of the game, they were completely outcoached. All up and down the board, offensively, defensively, special teams-wise. That was the worst coach football team for an NFL team that coming off an NFC title I've ever seen in my entire life. And again, that's what happened to you in the Super Bowl because you don't have quality coaches on that sideline like you used to. And you were exposed in your coaching staff. You you, you know how you're exposed? When your coach lies on a Monday, tells you that your OC did great, fabulous ball game he called. We <laughs> should have hired Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy knows how to deal with a RPO type offense. So you, Jalen has to have a different coach. He just can't have a standard NFL OC. Okay. JM goes, all coaches get exposed by Belichick. No, what Belichick does, he exposes the weaknesses in your coaching staff. So you thought not to have any in-game adjustments. Like, let me ask you this. After you looked at the play sheet, so let's just do this if you're Brian Johnson. Hang on here. And you get into halftime and you see Dallas Goddard has no targets or catches. Does that cross your mind? Like, what are you thinking about? I mean, when you look at the play chart, everyone's got a play chart when they go in on what teams and tendencies they're doing in the game. Are they running out of power formations, weak formations? Are they coming backside on me? Do they like the right hash mark, left hash mark? You have these tendencies in game. You get these play sheets. On first and second, they like to go counter-tray, okay? You see the top three plays. They've got a quality control coach that breaks all this shit down. They come in at halftime, and it's in front of you. You didn't notice that you weren't going anywhere near Goddard? How's that possible? Like I said on Monday, remember one thing and as i opened this show up remember what i said to you good teams win shitty games the eagles are a good team the vikings were 11 and 0 a year ago in one score games that's the first one score game that they've lost since 17 which means what they have to play 60 minutes of ball. They have to have no turnovers. They have to be almost perfect to win games. The Eagles don't have to be. That's why that team is not a good team. Minnesota. It's not a good team. Many people who look at that and go, I don't believe in the Minnesota Vikings. That's why they don't. Because when they get in those tight games like that, You just keep going like this. You start calling them the cardiac kids. I completely agree. Eagles are better. Okay. My boy, Jason Cole is going to be with us. NFL Insider Hall of Fame voter at 4.30 Eastern time. Gary McCulley, the operations guy from Hooters in the seven locations in the Northeast area. Can't wait to talk to him. A whole bunch of Eagle fans are going to be at the King of Prussia one today for the game tonight. Can't wait for that situation as well. So, hey, by the way, do me a favor. In celebration of the 40th anniversary of Hooters, man, you guys are going to absolutely love the fact that we are going to be coming in in a couple weeks here to the King of Prussia one. And we can't wait to meet many of you out there. And celebrate the 40th anniversary. Listen, if you don't want to go into any one of the seven locations at Hooters, you can go to HootersToGo.com to order and take it home, watch the game at your home, your home stadium, so to speak, and have yourself a fantastic time. Again, this is the official home of the National Football Show. Then go in anytime, Tuesdays by 10 Wings, get 10 boneless free. Wing Wednesdays, 1983, that's the year the place was founded. All-you-can-eat Saturdays. It's Kids eat free on Saturdays. All-you-can-eat with the 1983. Go to northeasttutors.com to find one of the seven locations. More on the game tonight. Some of the key players that have to play well tonight for the Eagles to win this game against Minnesota. Please hit the like button. Hour number two. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
1: Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the jersey shore all on one five mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods
3: score and save in southeastern pa in delaware with
2: You know, he's counting on OJ for a good quote. I know 9-11 was a horrible day for New Yorkers, but the Aaron Rodgers injury goes to a whole new level. Know how to drive it home there, don't you, OJ? (laughs) So he thinks the Aaron Rodgers quarterback injury is more devastating than 9-11. I'm not going to go too crazy on that, but I mean uh <laughs> hey i some of you in here who I say don't have any common sense, I know you got more common sense than that. I just
4: <laughs>
2: I, I don't I... <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, all right, all right, juice. hey, by the way, next Tuesday, former science is official, he'll jump on with us uh next Tuesday, and we'll talk to the quarterback and get it. I think, oh excuse me, Wednesday it is yeah, it's Wednesday we're gonna talk to boomer size on wednesday of next week so boom's gonna take some time and join us yeah the old guys have to play better brandy graham and uh, jason kelsey they gotta play better um they were okay okay don't you guys understand what you guys have done here with this team you have raised the bar so hot hey you know what's crazy so you guys have raised the bar so high that when people like me say something about week one and that we're overreacting, but you're not overreacting on how high you set the bar, you contradict yourselves. It's, it's, it's just That's the frustrating thing. You have set the bar so high for your team. You have set the bar so high that when a performance like that happens, you immediately go to excuse A. Well, it's week one. Low-hanging fruit. Ah, That's only week one. And yet you are the ones who raise the expectations, just like Jet fans. You're the ones. So when you get a little criticism for the expectations that you set, you get mad at people like me for pointing out those expectations haven't been met yet. You contradict yourself. It's not me contradicting, because I don't change. That's you. Have you not set the bar high? What was that one thing they said, Tone? Super Bowl or bust? Right? Here comes another intellectual comment by sway i'm sure i haven't read it yet kick Rock hills we hate you bro I'm, I'm very well thought out thank you hey by the way sway you know me honey i i sit there and take that as love you know when you're beat up by your old lady every day that's love to me thank you sway i know you love me now <laughs> sway thank you man not that we're going to get married or anything. <laughs> I watched a couple of all 22 film reviews on Sunday's game. It actually looks like the safeties were in position most of the time, but the LBs were absolutely lost, creating problems for everyone. Hopefully they can clean it up. JH, thank you very much. That's a really cool, and thank you very much. We appreciate that. Yes. I thought the linebackers were getting – Zach Cunningham. Hey, you want to hear this? I thought Nicole Dean played better than Zach Cunningham until he got hurt. Zach Cunningham, man. Dude, that was hard to watch. If you're watching the 22, that shit was hard to watch. Okay? Safeties were okay. I mean but there were still too many gaps out there and new England bill O'Brien knew where to go with it. Okay. Damn me and your wife are watching upstairs. <laughs> You're a little loud. Can you- <laughs> okay, man. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Real sure. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations to you. That's exactly what we do here insult people's wives real man okay <laughs> don't be, see but that's okay honey because i know you get a little upset it's all right honey it's all right it's all right you know all right it's okay it doesn't upset me because i know i win when you do that it's all good cole will be with us at the bottom of the hour hey can i ask this question what am I what am I doing now? I'm throwing the bat signal out. Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. I've got the bat signal out for Nolan Smith. Or or better yet, I'd like to report a missing person. Yeah. Um Nolan Smith. I'd like to put him on the the fastest milk carton I can get on so I can send it over to Wawa. Yeah, he's a Georgia Bulldog kid. Can yeah, Nolan Smith. I think he's an edge rusher. I'm not sure cuz I haven't seen him much. Can you do me, yeah, can you do me a favor? Yeah, send it over to the NovaCare Center. And, and Yeah, it, it's it's the milk carton. Yeah, the one, you know, when you're missing somebody. Somebody's missing. Or if you want to do a silver alert or something, I don't know, or an LB alert. Yeah, make, make it care of Howie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's missing. I don't know where he is. All right, thank you. Thank you. SOS. SOS Nolan Smith. Where is he? Man, these Georgia guys get hurt. Where where is he? Hey, did he play on Sunday? Did he get in? This superstar talent? Did this this incredible find at number thirty? Did he play? I mean, where is he? He had like eight snaps. So you'd rather play a guy with one hand than try to get that kid snaps? Solid. Solid. No, 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 senor. I said the same thing about um, he played at least. He was in the games. Eight snaps? And you're, you're, you had no pressure on the corners and on the edges? I don't know, maybe you want to try something? We got the dub. SOS, Nolan Smith. SOS. Where is he? like to know where he is, man. Shit. Starting him over Grant? Idiot. No. You couldn't get him 10, 15 snaps? Eight? Brandon Graham was not very good in that game. He was not very good. I don't know. Nobody's saying bust here. Smith is depth. Uh, He's a first-round pick. Do you think you want to play him a little? Or no? What do you say? Oh, I see. He's like the 63 split window coop vet. You keep it in your garage and you only bring it out when it's sunny out you don't bring it out when it's raining out or something Barb BG being a nice man has nothing to do with playing football on Walmart missing people's board <laughs> oh man Jesus crimey man just asking I mean where is he see to me this comes down do you, hey do you have the coaches to turn that defense around? I, 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 and I agree with everybody. I'm not concerned about the offense. Well, yet. Yeah. By the way, your right guard play, you miss Isaac Sayamalo, at least in game one. He, he, hey, he and Miles Sanders were noticed. Now, it's, that is where you could come back at me and go, Sills, it's week one. I agree. I agree. It's week one. That is where that fits. Okay? That's where that fits. Where you're like, hey, it's week one. Let's see how this thing... I personally think Tyler Steen's better. But let's see... At least, I want to at least give that thing. I want to give that four weeks before you start making some critical decisions on who should start and who should not start. Nobody's saying fire Howie, but Howie did not address this team correctly. He financially addressed it, but you want to hear something? He he did it right. When you hey. Remember what I told you last year? When you start paying people and you start paying quarterbacks and you start paying everyone, you have to make sacrifices at certain positions. Well, it's noticeable on what those positions were running back, linebacker, safety position. There's no doubting it. Hey, you want to pay for a big time wideout? Well, a linebacker is going to suffer. You want to pay for a big-time edge rusher? Well, a running back's going to suffer. Hey, you want to pay for a big-time quarterback? Your depth's going to suffer. They're paying Jalen Hurts with the depth on the team that you don't have this year compared to what you had a year ago. You don't have that kind of... Come March 17th, 2024, that shit, you think it's going to get better? Probably you'll be okay because of the way he paid him up front. She Dickerson's going to make 20 million. So, are you? Well, you're probably going to save the money and switch over the money from Kelsey because Kelsey probably is not playing another year. We don't hate you, Sills. You're like the hepsy, annoying, but probably they're lurking forever, unfortunately. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Okay. What's the over under on Jefferson tonight? That's a good one. What's the over-under? Let me write this down. What do you got, Justin Jefferson? Hey, that's a good one. I'm going to do Kirk Cousins. No, I'm going to do the Eagles first. Jalen Hurts tonight. My personal Big Sills prop bets. Okay, this is what I think Jalen does tonight. What do you think Jalen Hurts does tonight? I think Jalen Hurts goes for 275 yards in the air, 70 rushing, and accounts for two touchdowns. That's 345 yards of total offense. Is that a rip? Does anyone think that's a rip? I think he throws for 275, 70 yards rushing. And he accounts for two touchdowns tonight. I, I I, don't see that defense stopping. Dude, all the rest of your guys on your offense, they're really good players, but he's the dude. He's the guy that I have to game plan against. Okay? So I got Jalen 275 passing tonight, 70 rushing, two touchdowns. Okay? You got to pick one of the three. Now, I do think there's going to be an effort to get Goddard going, so I'm going to say Goddard's going to be the leader. Get this. You may actually hear AJ start to bitch after this game in a win or loss if he don't get more touches because he's got that personality where he could start bitching a little more. 340, five touchdowns. Love you, maniac. Keep it going, baby. So I got Goddard tonight, seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. I don't know how they're stopping him. I, I don't see anybody in that football team that could stop Ga- Dallas Goddard. Devontae Smith is going to run crazy numbers around them guys tonight. I could see him going for seven catches, 115 yards. And then you get A.J. coming up with the additional 65 yards. Okay? There's 14, 19. And you get A.J. If he goes 70, that's 185. And, yeah, that comes out to 275. So that's kind of where it is, where I think those three guys. It's just, I mean, it's going to be impossible to stop them. Um, Now, here's what I think Kirk Cousins does. Here's Kirk Cousins tonight. Three hundred seventy five yards, three touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, nine catches, one sixty five, two TDs. Addison, sixty five. Seven catches, 65 yards. And TJ Hawkinson, 10 catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. Guys are going to be impossible to stop. You don't really have anybody to stop them. Who stops them? Darius Slay's not going to have another game on Jefferson. He's not going to happen. I will tell you that now. He will never shut him down again like that. That's not going to happen. Okay? However, if I'm Darius Slay, if I'm Darius Slay, I'm talking as much shit as I can to Justin Jefferson. And can I tell you the kind of stuff that I'd be saying to him you want me to really tell you that you know, you're lining up, you stop them on a play. Honest to God, if I'm Darius Slay, hey, you want me to tell you why they passed on you? Jefferson, he's an emotional guy. This is how you talk shit on someone. Hey, you want me to tell you the truth? I had a conversation with Howie. You want me to tell you why? He said, you have a character problem. He said that, you know, you get frustrated quick says you can't be counted on him in the clutch. What? All them yards you catch, which, what have you won? Anytime you're in a critical situation, you don't show up. <laughs> Dude, what do you think that would do to Justin Jefferson? He already wants to stick it to you. He already wants to stick it to you because you passed on him. You just walk up to the guy. Hey, you want me to really tell you? How he told me last night, man. We were having our team dinner. You know what he said? He passed on you because of character. He said you don't have any. He says you'll never be there. He goes, you'll have a ton of yards, but when the game counts the most, you're never gonna show up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you think? Hey, do you, that, he, he might, you might get him thrown out of the game. You might get him thrown out of the game, okay? You might get him tossed. Seals has character issues. Yeah, this guy believes in the Queensbury rules of fighting. Hey, let's fight fair. Let's, let's, hey, nobody do anything illegal, below the belt, nothing. Let's have all these Queensbury rules and you know, fight it out. Man, I'm the dude that picks a chair up, and if I have to win, I'll win at any means necessary. I don't give a crap what it is. Whatever that looks like, good, bad, what have you, I want to win. I don't care what it looks like. And, yes, I'm a poor sport. Okay? I'm a total poor sport. I don't like losing. I don't – but more so than anything, I don't like surrendering. Okay? Let's go turn. Queens buddy rules. I love those guys. Those guys are weirdos to me. Play by the rules. Yeah, that's what Bill did up there in New England all them years. (laughs) Play by the rules. I'd rather be the Raiders and remembered than play by the rules and lose Super Bowls. Everybody, let's go. Sway goes, Sills can't fight. Well, for, what, for for a long stretch of the period, Sway, I was the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> anyway, let's do this. So tonight, the guy has got to really play great, and it's got to start with Hurts. And it also has to start with patience. Dude, just be a little more patient out there. If Slate keeps J.J. under 100, no TDs. I want to see you formally apologize to Slay and wear his jersey. that never happened. I don't I don't wear one place Slay jerseys. Me and him already have a bitch. Okay. Yeah, no, not happening. One place sl- hey hey, Slay wasn't all that hot against the uh Patriots. Okay. <laughs> uh no, no, no. Sills would gas out in 20 seconds. That's why I'd pick a chair up, JM and hit you over the head with it. I'm not going to run and turn around and be exhausted and have to fight. Not my age. I'm going to kill you right there. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you wear jerseys? Yeah. With my name on it. Yeah. With my name on it. And um, yeah, sure. I have no problem with guys wearing jerseys, man. I think if you want to support your team and you have a favorite player, you know, those don't remember something. The only people that complain about that are weird, weirdo nerdy media guys who've never played a sport in their life. And if you you want to wear the Deshaun Jackson jersey, or if you want to wear a jersey that your favorite Eagle had, or Bill or Steeler, I don't have a problem with that. What's the problem? Shit, I could think of more things to get wigged out over than that. People wearing I love it when I see Eagle guys wearing Jerome Brown jerseys in the stands. I think it's great. Or Reggie White, or Seth Joyner jerseys, or Lane, or Jason Kelsey. I think that's fabulous. You're supporting somebody who you revere and like, plays for your city. I don't know. I see people wearing Joe Biden shirts, Donald Trump shirts. What's the difference? What's the difference? Right? What's the difference between a person wearing a Donald Trump or Joe Biden shirt and a guy wearing a Jerome Brown jersey in a stadium? What's the difference? Hey, hey, JM, let me ask you this off, off topic here. Is that the same Wisniewski that's related to Leo Wisniewski? And to Steve Wisniewski, are, are, are they are, – did did, I think – didn't they all go to Penn State? Yeah, 93 was my number. Didn't they all go to Penn State? It, it, is, are, is, that, is that his kid? Because I, I'm friends with Steve Wisniewski. Um, Sway, you should be rocking. Man, Reggie, you got a Reggie White jersey? Dude, hey, Sway, you got to post that for me, man, on my Twitter page. You do. I would appreciate that. Hey, man, how about this? Jason Cole covers the best sport on the planet. You see those TV rating numbers? I mean, the Thursday night game was insane. 27 million people watched it. Uh, The Eagle game got great numbers. 24 million. It was absolutely insane. And our Hall of Fame voters here now, Jason Coley joins us. Jason, pretty good week one, huh? Jace, pretty good Lose week. me going. a
4: little bit here. Can you hear me?
2: I got you.
4: Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty strong. I mean, there was some sloppy play um, to be expected, given how coaches deal with preseason right now, and how little hitting there is. A lot of close games. I mean, looks. You know, there are some. You know, Kansas City didn't look particularly good, but you know, losing Kelsey's to do that. Cincinnati looked looked awful. Philadelphia, you know, they won the game, but it wasn't particularly pretty. Um, and But that, but Sirianni explained it, and I think it's an adequate explanation. Your guys aren't necessarily going to look sharp week one. I mean, they were, they were the only one of two teams that got outgained on an average per play that won in the first week, and that's partly because of that interception. And so they've got to be sharper the rest of the way, but that's what they did.
2: Who do you got tonight? Minnesota, Philly. I mean, they, they're losing a ton of people on injuries, um, the Eagles. And, you know, if you think about it, Jace, I mean, the Vikings, they just kind of gave that game away. They held the Bucks to, like, something like nine first downs. Cousins went for 344. I mean, Jefferson was crazy great. and This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might
3: sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So
2: he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's a pretty good offense coming into Philadelphia tonight. Who do you like?
4: I like Philly. Look, I think Philly's is just a better team overall, um, but it's a closer game than people would necessarily think. Like if they were playing at the end of last year, I would have said that Philly would dust them. Playing at the beginning of this year, I don't think that they're necessarily going to be. It's going to be as easy a game for the Eagles because the Eagles aren't sharp yet. So and and the injuries that you talk about. So there's a lot of ways to go. Um, for the Eagles to get a little bit better here before you start saying, okay, they're on a roll yet. But look, when you're playing 17 games, that's kind of built in. It's baked into the design of your season. Kirk Cousins, what do you make of him? I mean, you know know what's funny?
2: If you look at the numbers that he has put up against Philadelphia here, going all the way back to his Washington days, I mean, he's put up some pretty decent numbers here. And you know what? I mean, Jace, I look at him as kind of like the floor, and then you gauge your team and whether or not you have an elite guy. I mean, 66% against the Eagles in his 10 games, 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, almost a 100 quarterback rating. How do you look at him as a quarterback? Give me – what What do you say – when you
4: say Kirk Cousins, what do you say? Lee, two words. Two words. League average. League average? I just think league aver- league average quarterback. I mean – now, people will take that as an insult, okay? And that's, that's the wrong interpretation. Because you're talking about league average among elite people, right? Like the most elite people who are playing the most difficult position in all of sports to play. But he's a league average player. Which, say this, I think if you surrounded Kirk Cousins with a great team, you can win a championship with Kirk Cousins. But will Kirk Cousins raise the level of your team ever? No. I mean, he's along the lines of a Brad Johnson. He's probably a better version of Trent Dilfer. He's kind of like Alex Smith. He makes you competitive, he puts you in the game. But you better have really, really, truly special people around him. You know, if you think you're going to win something significant with him, that's my viewpoint on Kirk Cousins. And he's going to have stinker games like he did in the first week of the season where he turns the ball over three times. Um, and you're going to have to live through that. So, you know, good player, not great, you know, not, nothing special.
2: Let's go to the uh, Rodgers injury, the story of the week, um, your takeaway from it, and obviously devastating for Jet fans. And you know what? For me as a football fan too, I would say this to you, Jace, I really wanted to see what that thing looked like in New York. And I think we kind of got shortchanged a little bit. And I don't know. I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, but I wanted to see it.
4: Look, it sucks. I mean, that's the bottom line. It sucks that he got hurt. And not because of him, necessarily, but because it is a great storyline. I mean, again, I always go back to this is soap opera for men. That's what the NFL is, right? Aaron Rodgers is a great part of the soap opera, isn't he? Like both from a how he plays, what he does, you know, what does that mean to people in Green Bay? What are they going to think? What do people in New York think? It's all part of the show. But more importantly, he's just a great player. Like if you don't, if you watch Aaron Rodgers play football and you say, and you don't say that's a great looking player, then you don't get it. You don't understand what this is all about. Because he is a great player, even at age you know, 38, 39, 40. He's an amazing guy to have out there and to watch. And I was looking forward to that. I am intrigued slightly by whether Zach Wilson is going to figure it out enough to, to do something with that team, but only partially intrigued. I mean, he's shown me enough in the first couple of years that you know, I don't expect much yeah, from Zach Wilson at this it. point. You know, just he'll get them through some games. And that defense... I, that defense is is studly. And if they had had a quarterback, everything would be different.
2: I I agree. I I think that's an elite defense on that side of the ball. It kind of reminds me of when Testaverde went down um, and Keyshawn went to the uh, podium. Remember They had really high expectations with Parcells that year, and they were expecting to do some things, and that thing kind of blew up right in front of them as well. You think he plays again?
4: Yeah, I think he plays again. I think he's got something to prove. I think, I think he truly, despite all the you know the the psychedelics and the you know caves and the Oregon treats and all, I think he still likes playing. And I think that he liked the idea of playing in New York and proving himself this year. So, yeah, I think he'll give it another shot. I think he'll definitely get out there. Now, that injury is a little bit more technical than people think. Like. When Marino had that injury, and I was covering the Dolphins in 93 when that happened, and covering it again in 94 when he came back, he lost a little bit of quickness and maneuverability in the pocket. He wasn't done, don't get me wrong. He still had you know, five years left on his career and played very high-level football. But you don't slide around and move quite the same way. And if you've watched Aaron Rodgers play over the years, sliding around, moving in the pocket, subtle move. Is a key part of his game. So I'm wondering how this is going to affect him. He's not a big guy. He's a very athletic guy. Kept himself, you know, under, you know, his weight under control. He's never been heavy. So those all work for him. But this is still one of those little injuries that you wonder okay, is he going to be, is he going to be completely all right coming back from this?
2: You know, I I want to walk back on a question that I forgot to ask you. Do you look at Kirk Cousins as Minnesota's version of Dak Prescott?
4: Yeah. I mean, Dak's a little bit better. He's a little bit better overall, I think. But you're only talking about degrees. I mean, you're not talking about a huge step difference. I mean, again, when you look at Dak Prescott, and I think Cowboys fans and even Jerry Jones have put an unfair burden on him to be a great player. He's really just a version of Tony Romo or Danny White, and the you other know, for people who can remember that far back to what Danny White was, was. good solid quarterback, um, slightly above league average. Will make mistakes, but you better have really great players around him so that you can minimize the amount of times that you put him in a position where he can make a mistake, like miss a throw on third and five or miss a throw on third and seven. You want to limit that. Dak's not great at that, so. He's certainly a good player, and you're going to pay him, and you're going to be happy with him as a starting quarterback. And this whole idea that Trey Lance is going to walk in and take over as the next quarterback is a bunch of you – know, that's a bunch of crap. Trey Lance is not ready, and he's not going to be ready by not playing. So Dak is going to be their guy. they got to figure it out with Dak, just like Minnesota has figured out with Kirk Cousins. couple last
2: questions for you, Jace. Were you more impressed with the 49ers' win against Pittsburgh – or what the Cowboys did against the Giants on Sunday night?
4: Oh, uh, I think the 49ers played much more complete football and, and were tested in ways uh, against a more competitive Pittsburgh defense in a more competitive situation. The, the Dallas game, and I'm not saying that Dallas didn't play a good game, but when you have an interception return for a touchdown and a blocked kick for a touchdown in the first quarter, The game's over. Like you, you you don't recover from that, and you can. Yeah, I mean, it, it becomes the game plan goes out the window. Any kind of idea about what you're trying to accomplish in the game, if you're the Giants, is done. The Cowboys are just pinning their ears back and saying, "Okay, we're coming after." The quarterback, we're going to put him on the ground as many times as we possibly can. This becomes a really easy game, and we don't have to throw the ball in pressure situations nearly as much. Again, it relates to what I was just talking about with Dak. You don't want to put him in a lot of pressure situations. Well, in the first game, they put him in none because they had 16 nothing lead right from, the, right from the get-go. That was an easy game that he could cruise through. But that's not a competitive game. The Pittsburgh-San Francisco game was a more competitive situation. And much more impressive. Now, again, 49ers are beating a young quarterback. Not that great. You know, you could say Dallas beat a better quarterback in Dan Jones than Pickett. But I think it was a chancy game that got out of control early.
2: Finally here, um, who's under more pressure in Denver, Russell Wilson or Sean Payton? They got to get this Russell right,
4: Jason. Well, Russell Wilson. Sean Payton has all the control right now. There's no pressure on him. He doesn't have to win this first year. Russell Wilson has to prove that he can play. Because Russell Wilson, if he doesn't prove that he can play, Sean Payton will sit there and go, this is not the guy I picked. Okay, And you convinced me to come here and fix him. I can't fix him. You need to give me a different guy. And they're going to sign with Payton at that point. Because Russell will have played two bad years under that circumstance. And people will think that he's done. Whether he is or not, they will think that. And Sean Payton will win that argument at that point in time. I want to sneak one
2: more in on you here with Brock Purdy. You know, I know it's limited starts. He's only started eight games. Um, Mm -hmm. But boy, what I saw with him, quick release, it was like, I'm not comparing him to Montana, but I'm comparing him to how quick he got the ball out of his hands, like Joe. And it's just, he really, I mean, it just shows you a guy, to me, he just looks like he played four years in college and, Man, you talk about missing Trey Lance. You talk about the rest of the league missing this guy. He's a pretty damn good looking player, man. I mean, I just, I mean, if he was drafted yes. in the first round, Jason, we'd all be going like this. Wow. Yeah, great. But because he was the last round guy, we still got questions. Is that the case here?
4: Well, we still have questions. I think they're related mostly to his size. I mean, he's 5'11, six feet tall tops. I think the the comp for him a little bit better is probably Drew Brees um, because of his size and how he plays in the pocket. And most importantly, how quickly he gets the ball out of his hands. Um, And and look, both Joe and Drew were great at this, okay? And any great quarterback. and, And people don't really understand this. But you as a defensive lineman understand this. It's the quarterbacks who can keep their eyes downfield and see receivers as they're moving around. Not just from the pocket, but I'm going to do that little L-way spin to the left if I'm Brock Purdy, get out there in a little bit of space. And I'm still keeping my eyes downfield to see somebody come across and then flip it in there. And if I have to run, fine. I'll go and run. I'll get 5, 6, 10 yards, whatever it happens to be that's out there if I have to. But I'm running with the purpose of I'm still looking for a play downfield. And that's what really great quarterbacks do, because they keep their vision. Bad quarterbacks, and you see this a lot, they drop their eyes. They're looking around, going, "Wait a sec! I just did this spin around. Where's the defensive tackle? Where's the defensive end? What's that? You know, I, uh, where are all the guys that I'm supposed to count?" Guys who are really quick at it and see it, they know the field. They know where everybody is. They have a presence about them, and it's a, you know, it's a very unique trait that doesn't have anything to do with size. It doesn't have anything to do with your six three, six, four, six, five. And I always made this comment. I remember seeing Heath Schuler when he was a rookie. And Heath Schuler was a good six foot four. He's a big man, right? Big kid. Yeah. He played like he was six feet tall because he was hunched over and he was looking down all the time because he didn't know where the pass rush was coming from. He didn't know where the deep linemen were. He was confused in the pocket. He didn't see downfield. Brock Purdy is like 5'11, 6 feet. He plays like he's six foot two or six foot three because he's looking downfield. He's keeping his head up. And that's a, I mean, it's such an important skill to have as a quarterback and as an athlete. Generally, you have to be able to see what's around you.
2: Absolutely. The great ones look downfield all the time. Jason, enjoy the game tonight, my friend. Thank you so much for taking time for me.
4: All right, dude. Be good.
2: Jason Cole hall of fame voter, our good friend stepping in with us from Yahoo Sports. Uh, You can catch his work at Yahoo Sports. By the way, don't forget, folks, you get a chance to win yourself some gift certificates with our friends at Hooters. And how you do that? We give you an opportunity to fill out a form or your email address. All this information right here. Then you email us, dancillioshow at gmail.com. You see a code word, You'll get an opportunity to get in line to potentially win yourself some gift certificates and some merch from both Hooters and Jacob Sports. Simple as that. We will announce the winner on Monday. And, again, this will run all the way through Friday. And we will announce a couple winners on Monday like we did this past Monday here. So you get an opportunity to do that. And maybe you could be like Wayne and Christopher here. So we really appreciate Hooters being part of the program by the way my guy gary mcculley is going to join us the director of operations for all seven other hooters in the hour number seven where all the eagle fans are going to be tonight at the king of prussia location so we're looking forward to that as we celebrate the 40th anniversary look if you don't want to go into any of the places hooters to go.com you can get the food bring it back to your own stadium your own crib and enjoy it and if you can Get to any one of the seven locations. Tuesdays, you buy 10 wings. You get 10 boneless free. Wing Wednesdays, 40-year anniversary tradition. 1983, all you can eat. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. Again, northeasthooters.com. Find one of the seven locations nearest you for you to be able to go in and enjoy yourself. And when you go to Hooters, do me a favor. You tell them Big sill sent you.
1: Alright, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to to go to that Fake a mom. Mama, go! Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You
0: can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
1: Uh-huh.
3: E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles.
2: Justin Fields has to win this week. I mean, he's got to win. I'm, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm here. Damn shame. These are the kind of stories you don't want to be right on. I said it from day one. I remember when Jody and John McMullen were all thrilled that he ran a 4-4. I'm like, what's that got to do with anything? The greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport couldn't run a 40 in a sundial time. I mean, you really think that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady could jump over a stack of quarters? I mean, those guys don't look very, um, (laughs) very fast, or those guys will look like high hurdlers. Okay? Big Sills, why you don't like Fields? Because he's not good. He's not good. He hasn't... Hey, maybe if you want to play him in a position where you get the ball in his hand and you can find some he's not very good throwing the ball and it's just not getting bet now how much is it at the bears it's got to be some of that too so it's to, he, how about this i think for best case scenarios for both the bears and for justin fields justin fields has got to go to a place where maybe someone can work with him a little bit better and help him and the bears have to move on to something different again because personally, I think it's a little bit of feels not being what they thought, but I also think it's got a lot to do with the Bears not being able to develop quarterbacks. All right? I mean, they haven't had a great quarterback in that place really since Jim McMahon. I mean... Yeah, but Loki, Hurts is 10 times the passer. That's a problem I have when certain people want to Compare Jalen Hurts to Justin Fields. That's not a comparison. You know what I'm saying? Jalen's an overall better player than him. Not. A, I mean, does does Fields run better? Probably. But that does it shows you. Unless you can deliver the ball, you do understand what you're looking at with Justin Fields versus Jalen. What's the complete difference between those two dual threat quarterbacks? Justin Fields is a wildcat, true wildcat quarterback. A quarterback who can't throw, but is a guy you probably do in a wildcat down in the twenty and in the red zone. He's just not good, and it does it look like it's getting better. Terrell Pryor is a great, is a great comp. The problem that I have, though, when you start saying that, and if you notice, I I balked at it because I didn't want to stereotype it. But, I mean, playing another position, to me, is a racist comment. He should be allowed to fail at quarterback. Terrell Pryor changed positions because he wanted to stay in the league, and it was his decision. So when media people start saying that, you might want to be careful with that so to me i'm never going to suggest that to fields because that comes off as a stereotype you know nobody's telling anybody that baker mayfield should be a halfback okay so you got to kind of kill you got to kind of kill that conversation because i do think you bring stereotypes back when you go Hey, well, Fields should play – I saw somebody on Twitter say that. I'm like, man, you, got, you might want to be careful with that. I'm just – hey, just be careful with that because you don't want a white guy saying that. You want Justin Fields saying that. I, maybe I should try something else here, okay? Let's not forget, I mean, who was the receiver in Heinz uh, Ward? Wasn't he a quarterback at Syracuse? I thought he was a quarterback at Syracuse back in the day, and he turned out to be a superstar player with the Steelers at wideout. Just saying, man. I mean, it's it's something you just got to kind of be careful when you start to make those conversations like that. I thought it was Amendola was was a, a quarterback in college too. Yeah, he was. Okay, he was. Baker Mayfield, more of a water boy. That's for damn sure. I don't think shit of him. Oh, he was at Georgia. That's right, Takeem. He was at he he was at Georgia. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's at he was at Georgia. That's right. Heinz Ward was at was at Georgia. Very good. Good knowledge there. Way to go, Takim. That's right. Randall L was a quarterback of Randall. Hey, uh, Ty, am I right? Randall L was a quarterback at Indiana. Does that sound right? It was um why do I why do I see Indiana for Randall L? It, right? Was is it is it Indiana? Something I could I could I thought I thought I remember him in the Big Ten. Um at at Indiana. Big sales, I'm an Eagle fan, and I think Hertz will be like fields without a good team. No, no. No, I do not subscribe to that. No, I do not. I do not subscribe to that. Hurts is better than uh, Justin Fields. He's a be- Here, like I was saying, listen, if, if Jalen Hurts is in Chicago with DJ Moore and with Claypool, in the NFC, if Jalen is on that Chicago Bears team, 9 wins? Sound right? 9 wins? Would you would you go 9? Nine? 9 wins? Right? Something like that, 9? If Justin Fields is in Philly, I think you win 9 games. I mean, he he doesn't upgrade the team. Why would I bring a guy who can't find wideouts in who is not the passer Jalen is? You see, here's what Jalen is doing. It, you know, you, you know let, me, let me say this to you about Sean Payton. Sean Payton wanted Tyson Hill to be Jalen Hurts. He thought because he played at BYU, he could throw the ball around the way he did. Okay. He, he, when, when Sean Payton was doing, remember when they gave him that $9 million a year, everyone, everyone went like this, what? You're giving that guy $9 million a year for what? He wasn't a very good quarterback. I didn't think. I I just didn't. I think we'll see numbers put up tonight, throwing the ball. Yeah. Like I said, 275. I said 275 tonight and 70 rushing, two touchdowns. I think he goes somewhere in that room. That's three hundred and forty-five yards of total offense for Hertz tonight, if he's able to do that. Um okay. Pink? Is it <laughs> I never thought about it. Okay, Anthony, fair enough. Shador Sanders worth ten million right now to Hey, you see that coach from Colorado State going after Dion? Man. That guy lives for that shit. I mean, another black coach talking shit on Sanders and all the gold stuff, I mean, man. I'm gonna I'm staying out of that. I just wow. I'm I'm staying out of that one. Hey, do you want me to tell you a little secret about the game Colorado State, though? Folks, honestly, hey, Tone, I forgot to tell you. We're either taping The Rock on Saturday or he's on Friday. And you want to hear you guys are getting an exclusive? Dwayne Johnson's going to be at the Colorado Colorado State game. What's cooking? It's not public yet. Dwayne Johnson's going to be there because it's an ESPN game. Okay? That's, That's an exclusive for you guys. I talked to them last night. So, yeah. Okay. I think... Colorado State has a shot? Maybe. Maybe. I do. Hey, I do want to get back on this topic to show you how the coaching is different in the pros compared to in the college game. Remember what we. Hey, this is the same team or the same schemes, right? And we brought this up earlier. But I, I want you to—I want you to think about it tonight. Think about it tonight when you're watching the game. It's the same theory on how you want to play defense tonight and how you want to play offense. Week one, it looked completely different than last year, didn't it? With the same thought process, why is the field different? Because coordinators, and you're going, you have a different guy. This is what happened to Carson Wentz after Frank left. Some of you you go like this. Here, Doug Peterson is a really good play caller. Frank Reich is a really good play designer. That's what you had in those two. As a Dallas fan, I feel very confident against Jalen and the Eagles, with Dan Quinn calling plays and Dak with his success against Philly, you should. He's eight and three, and he owns them. The Eagles have a problem with Dallas, and Dallas's defense is better than Philly's defense today. Today, it's better. Okay, today it's better. That once named <laughs> very good. All right. Power Hour coming up. Guys, we're getting – and girls with Barb. We're getting closer to game time tonight. I cannot wait. By the way, if you want to stay in touch with Big Sills during the game, at Dan Cilio Show over on my Twitter, I'll be typing stuff out too, just so you know. Hey, Gary McCulley, the director of operations from our Hooters in the seven locations in the Northeast area is going to join us just for a couple minutes tell you what the atmosphere at hooters is going to be all about we can't wait to talk to him just for a couple minutes there we'll get his thoughts and i'm going to reset here on what has to happen tonight against the minnesota vikings i and look i'm going to bury the lead here i think you're better i think you're better because your offense is better all around okay but i do think there's some holes where minnesota can exploit Power Hour coming up. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
1: Did you know it was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crap. <sighs> so thank you, Mama. Mama, go! Up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity,
0: but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality
3: ratings. United Healthcare.
1: Uh-huh.
3: E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles.
2: Angelo hated Andy Reid? Oh, I'm not on that page. I'm I'm not on that page. I will say, though, to Angelo's, Angelo Cataldi's defense, This Andy Reid in KC is better than the Andy Reid, obviously, in um, Philadelphia. But, obviously, the quarterback position dictates that. I wonder, if he doesn't have Mahomes in Kansas City, if he could have still won Super Bowls in Kansas City, do you think? With his approach and how he handled himself, in Philly, if he doesn't have, wait, because you guys say this, Sills, Belichick had Brady, well, Andy Reid has Mahomes. You have to apply that to Andy, don't you? So is Angelo right? Let me ask you this: What what? Some I just I just saw this on my Twitter because someone said he hated Big Red, and I was like, "Wow, really?" I hate take away from a guy's genius, but having Mahomes makes your room for error greater. Spoken like the mayor of Philly t- tone. <laughs> <laughs> Tone is Tone becoming a very, very good broadcaster there because that's spoken like the mayor of Philadelphia right there. That's a nice way of going like this. Eh, he didn't get it done in Philly. <laughs> and that guy in Kansas City makes him look like a genius. He's not wrong. Damn, Tone. Robin, everyone are rubbing off on you, man. Holy cow. Tone's running for mayor. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done, though. Absolutely. Nicely done. See, Tone's more articulate to me. Absolutely. I just say this. That guy, he don't have Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. That guy ain't winning Super Bowls. And aren't you looking at him in the same light as you look at him when he was in Philadelphia with Donovan McNabb? I mean... You guys like to come in here, and you guys like to say this to me. Well, Belichick, Brady, well, guess what? You don't don't have. And so my takeaway, were you happy with the Andy Reid era in Philly? Were you happy with the Andy Reid era in Philly? You were right there and almost there. Donnie was happy with the Andy Reid era. was happy with the Andy Reid, ultimately unsatisfied. They were always in the mix. Andy Reid era was like the Star Wars franchise. Wow, look at all these people were happy with the Andy Reid era. Tone. He didn't deliver, but everyone was happy in Philly. Man, a little, little, little shocking. Wow, damn! You guys were happy with the Andy Reid era. Interesting. The Andy Reid era was like being the nerd invited to the cool kids' party. You're happy to be there, but in reality, you know you don't belong. <laughs> That's the tone I like. That's what I'm talking about there, kid. That's it right there. Yeah, because somebody, I, I I didn't really, Angelo must have just jumped his ass. So Angelo went after him too. Yeah, I probably would have too. Because I'll say this to you about Andy. Here, here was my, he's totally a better coach. And he handles Mahomes great. I'm, I'm not saying that. But here was my takeaway before he went to Kansas City. That guy cannot clock manage in the second half. He's great coming out of uh, buys. He's horrible coming out of halftime. He's not very good in the two-minute warning. He can't manage a clock to save his life. Okay, I'm just saying that. That was my takeaway from him. So you would have killed Andy if you were covering up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Well, am I wrong in how he coached your team? He was good coming out of buys. He was terrible going into halftime, and he was shitty with two-minute warnings. And, dude, he struggled when it came to challenging plays. He struggled. He actually still struggles with that, I think, in Kansas City in challenging plays. I think he's got more people around him but I think he still challenges that and that's a challenge with him. And I'm not kidding or exaggeration. You would have, (laughs) you would have (laughs) his head out of spike. Oh man. Hey, I see. So it's interesting. I see why Angelo didn't like him now because he underachieved and, Philadelphia, even though, get this, he took you out of the Norman Brayman era and he kept putting you here. But you see what happens with guys like Tone? See, it's like being a Cub fan today after they win the World Series or a Red Sox fan and you were born in like 1990s, okay? That's all you know is winning. You don't know any bad ball. When you had to go through a whole whole shitload of losing, Okay. Um, let me, I got to do this for our guy, Macaulay here. Click link, click link. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I just – I thought that was interesting. Andy Reid and Chip Kelly crawled so Doug Peterson could walk. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, I want to reset this. How about dimes? It's winter bus New York. Yale, I, I told you, I think that the New York Giants are fools gold. And the one thing that I tried saying in the first hour to Eagle fans, you see the Eagles and the fans had such a high expectation going into this year because of what they saw in the domination playing a last schedule. In my opinion, that was one of the things where you guys set the expectations so high when it came to uh, this team this year, when you get out of the gate, you're not giving your team an opportunity to really sit and mature, especially on the defensive side. All right. I want to to catch up real quick here. And I got to tell you something here, guys. Do you see this Buccaneer jersey behind me? Before I bring Gary McCully on here, do you see these colors? These are the original colors of Hooters. And do you know why they're the original color? Because it was first a local restaurant in the Clearwater area, founded by Ed Droste. Bob Passwater and Denise Williams and all them, and it was set up that way. And Big Sills had like – I had like a lifetime membership card. They used to be these orange cards. And now we're so proud that the Northeast Tutors. you can go to northeasttutors.com to find one of the seven locations nearest you, the proud home of the National Football Show with Big Sills. We bring in the Director of Operations – Gary McCulley here with us. Gary, thank you so much for spending time. Big night tonight, man. Game night, Eagles. Home of the Eagle fans there around the Northeast area. Thanks for doing this, brother.
0: Absolutely. Go those Eagles.
2: Dude, I mean, the journey for you. I mean, how long have you been involved with the company? (laughs) Um,
0: My life started in West Palm Beach in 88, headed to Atlanta went all the way up to Baltimore to open the inner Harbor with Hooters of America out to Texas to open up San Antonio Riverwalk. back to the Midwest where I ran into my partner now. And we stayed there for about 10 years and then East coast for 23 years now.
2: Man, that's phenomenal. And and you have seven locations now in the Northeast area, right?
0: Yes, we have seven. We survived that COVID thing with those strong seven stores and three other bars and a deli. And, uh, hey, that was crazy times, but it's nice to have big crowds back together and bars and restaurants making it again.
2: How about this, Gary? Tell me, was there things that you learned from COVID and all the things that you guys were doing prior to that that maybe you you guys reevaluated? Every company, I think across the country, maybe that was, if you want to take a silver lining into it, you can really look at some of the things maybe you were doing prior to that, that coming out of it made you a stronger company. Because like you said, look at all the, Look at all the wing places that went away, and there's Hooters still hanging in there and one of the best brands in the country. Did you guys learn things from that?
0: Uh, everybody's got to help. No, nobody's above pitching in and making something happen. That that That's huge. And uh, uh, really zeroing in on who the wonderful key people are that help keep your businesses going and pay them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite, though, is, is, is this one, the 40-year tradition, 1983. And in case people don't know, that's when the location was first founded, was 1983, all you can eat, kids eat for – look at this, Gary. I could close my eyes. Kids eat for free on Saturday. Six items, six bucks. Hey, put them together, all the drafts. No Tuesdays, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless. I've known this stuff for 40 years. <laughs> you got it down pretty good. We added a, a real good one up
0: here. Absolutely. We added the uh, we added the Sunday special here, which has been a monster, and wonderful sales. Hey, how about tonight? Uh, places have to be packed tonight for this game. I sure hope so. I'm heading up to make sure one of them survives. We've got one of the bars that's next to a store. I'll be uh, I'll be in there with a key person, but uh, we uh we're prepared for a whole bunch of people to come out, eat chicken wings, drink beer, and yell E A G L E S really loud, <laughs> a lot,
2: often, regular, every five or six minutes. Absolutely. Hey, in closing here. Uh, what do you see happening tonight? Eagles Vikings, they struggled a bit against the Patriots, but how do you see this thing playing out tonight?
0: I I remember right, they opened last year against the Den, uh, a, a Detroit team, went up huge, then let them close, then Detroit closed the gap and then they kind of squeaked it out and then they turned it on. So I'm fi- I'm figuring some Blazers going. I'm figuring uh Kirk Cousins is uh, going to get beat up a little bit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't hurt my feelings.
2: No, no, absolutely not. You know, you know you know, what people are calling Kirk Cousins? They're calling him the Dak Prescott of the Minnesota Vikings. You can always count on a letdown. Yeah, that's right.
0: And and I'm counting on Mr. Hurts to go ahead and crank it up and uh, fire that team up tonight.
2: I think 275 tonight in the air, 70 rushing, two touchdowns, and I think they put that team away late in that game. I think the defense still has to come around a little bit, but it's going to be an I interesting –
0: they're, they're learning how to cover passes. Yes. The, the, yeah, defensive backs are working. They're they're educating themselves.
2: Absolutely. Gary, thank you so much for coming aboard. Go Hooters I, tonight, my friend. See you soon. I'm, I'm assuming we're meeting pretty Yes. soon in yes. person. None yes, about 10 days we're coming stuff. in.
0: All thank right, you buddy. so
2: much, Gary. You take care. you got it, Gary McCulley, the director of operations for the seven locations in the Hooters area. And do me a favor. Don't forget also, One of the things that we're doing here is giving you an opportunity to win yourself some gift certificates. All you have to do is get the code word, email us and put all your information down right here. Give us the information. DanCilioShow at gmail.com. We will have this running all the way through Friday and we'll announce it on a football Monday. Maybe you could be a winner and get yourself an opportunity at getting yourself a gift certificate and some merchandise. And the winners will be announced on Monday. So we look so forward to you guys doing that. We're going to start hitting again here on what has to happen tonight for the Eagles to win this game tonight. And I want to reset this thing here one more time. Now, I want to say again, you guys were disappointed in that patriots game right you were disappointed in the patriots game because you took on hey was belichick the best coach outside of andy reed what coach did you take on last year that was a good d coordinator slash head coach ron rivera he won um who else dennis allen he's a d quote co- d coordinator he won um you took on a brilliant guy in Andy Reid, okay? So when you take on good coaching, you're not going to look dominant sometimes, okay? When you play against well-coached teams, you know, I, everyone's going like this, sells the centers out for Minnesota. Stop doing that because you guys told me that the New England Patriots had a horrible old line. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter, did it? So you're giving kudos to Jalen Carter for playing against one of the worst O lines in the NFL. I am too, though. This is his first start, he was dynamic. I'm not taking anything away. But when fans start to go like this, well, that here, I'll give you the best example of that. Where I was just like you. My first professional football game, I played against the Green Bay Packers. Tone, you're going to love this. I played against the Green Bay Packers when I was with the Bucks, And th- they hadn't won a game yet. And I went, oh, this team sucks. I got in there. I couldn't believe how good they were. I was like, holy shit. These guys are good, man. They had some dude, Lynn Dickey and Magic Man quarterback guy. I think Lindy and Fani was the head coach. And crazy. They were so good. And I'm like, man, I better not have that mentality ever again. Well, they're not that good. I had the same mentality you did. Well, the record sucks. They're not good. Shit. Not in the NFL, man. Everybody's good. I told you this before the difference between a seven and 10 team and a 10 and team is about 25 plays a year. Okay. That's the difference. Turnover here, a catch here, um, an interception here, this or that. Like, like I told you about the Vikings, the Vikings are notorious for one possession football wins. And let's get into this here again. I want to reset this a bit. Um, Eagles go into this, baby, six-point favorites. Is that right? I think that number's high, actually. I think that number's high. Okay? Because I think this is a four-point game, somewhere down there. And the Buccaneers did do one thing that really kind of shocked me. They, They really showed me, if you watch the 22 of that game, and you go back and watch Minnesota's defense. You come away with that doing this. Man, where in the world are they going to stop the Eagles in the run game? New England had a great day against the Eagle run offense. It was basically not 97 yards for that team with those guys. is a poor performance. We would agree. The offensive running attack for Philadelphia against New England, that offense and their offensive line, the Patriots had their way with them. They were dominated. Um, Jordan Mulata was dominated. And I would say this, the guard, uh, Landon Dickerson was good. Jason Kelsey was not. Lane was suspect. Okay, I mean, it just was a very upside-down performance by by the Patriots, or excuse me, by the um, Eagles. And I thought New England won that battle. They clearly won the battle in the linebacking court, and they were clearly a better defense than the Philadelphia Eagle defense. And if you think about it, the Eagle offense scored 18 points. That's not going to cut it in a lengthy season. First week jitters, Bill Belichick. Belichick, I told you a couple days ago, Belichick did this same shit to Brady when Brady went up there. Hey, um, Yale, remember when Brady went up there and it was a doinker off the upright? And he almost won that game. Belichick had the last possession against Brady when Brady went back to New England. And he almost beat him. And the only reason they didn't beat him was because it went off the upright. So as we got this game tonight, home field, we got this. Um, yeah, I'm going to get to it. I, I brought this up too. The Vikings last year were 11-0 in one-score games. G- week one, they lost their first one-score game since 2017. Okay. And we said this to you in the first hour. Good teams win shitty games. Bad teams lose close games. Okay? And are always struggling. And, I mean, the Eagles don't lose. They're not going to... The Eagles aren't losing to the Bucks. That Vikings roster... Um, it's regressing they're not as good as they were three years ago it's just not as good but here here's something here's something to think about with the Eagle offense Patriots outscored or excuse me out produced the Eagle offense by 152 yards the eagle the Eagles completely got outplayed in that game by the Patriots. you were outplayed Maybe that's more so why everyone's a little bit more upset with the whole thing is that you were outplayed from top to bottom and completely outcoached. And you found a way to win because your talent and you're just better. That's kind of what's going to play out tonight. You were totally outplayed. Okay. Totally outplayed um, by a team that might not win seven games in the AFC. I told you this, too. If the Patriots were in the NFC, they'd win 12 ball games. They'd win 12. Eagle goes, Jalen beat Belichick. Belichick made Jalen Hurts look like 2021 Jalen Hurts. Is that a lie? Made him look common. Common. That wasn't a $55 million or $50 million quarterback. Hey, and to the point of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, nor, nor were those guys. Every big money quarterback sucked this past weekend. Sucked. And the guy who makes 900 grand was great. Brock Purdy. Get over it. You'll get over that. Okay. And and Yale goes. They won't win at all with Mac. Yeah. Well, Mac Jones. outplayed played hurts. Um. There's so many massive holes with those injuries, though, for the Eagles on defense. Just I mean, you you go into this game. You've got to keep the Philadelphia defense. On the sideline. Okay, I do not want to see the Eagle defense on the field. Man, I'll tell you what, here's the game. If that, if that Vikings team gets 75 plays, they'll beat them. Look at what happened in the game against the Patriots. Would they hold you to 61 plays? I told you that. If they hold you around 60 plays, you could lose that game. And you almost did. And I think they had like 75. That's what you're looking at. You're limiting possessions for Hurts, keeping your offense on the field more. You can beat the Eagles because your defense is not very good. It's just not very good. Um, the Minnesota passing options are elite. TJ Hawkinson, um, I do think that Cousins has to throw for 60. Yeah, he has to throw 65 times. He's got to get north. Well, they're not going to run the ball, dude. So if they run the ball eight times, it's about 75 plays. What did they run the ball in that game against the Bucs? They're not going to run the ball. They don't have a run game. So, right. I did say that. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Here's Kirk Cousins' numbers versus the Bucks: 33 of 44, 344, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, nine catches, 150 yards. And here what is really the shocker, Minnesota lost this game. Bucks didn't win it. They held the Buccaneers to 242 yards in total offense and nine first downs. Can't turn the ball over. Can't turn the ball over. If Kirk Cousins gets seventy-five plays tonight, he'll throw for four hundred yards tonight. He'll throw for four hundred yards because he's got the elite passing. Here, let me. Here, let's do matchups. So, you guys think that Slay's going to shut down Justin Jefferson for a second straight time? Now, this is an opinion. I do not believe that. I I, I think Slay's older, and I don't think he. Is as good as he once was. I don't, maniac, my boy. I don't. I I I just don't. I think Jefferson has his way tonight. Okay, who covers Addison? Job. Who is Job? Besides a book in the Bible, who's Job? Slay's not shutting down Jefferson. Not happening. So you got Job covering Jordan Addison. Okay. So who of your great linebackers is covering Hawkinson? Probably the fifth best tight end in the league. You couldn't cover Hunter Henry or Giesick. Who covers him? Curious. Who covers him? Zach Cunningham? Nicholas Tomorrow is it? Who's the other guy? Christian Ellis, who slow as molasses. Who covers those guys? Okay. Pressures on Brandy Graham, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter. Fletcher Cox, you've got to win this game up front with your D-line because from your linebacker's back, you're not very good. Now, look, if Bradbury's back there and Reed Blankenship's back there, that's a whole different conversation and for another day. But tonight, those guys aren't available, okay? They're not available, okay? Okay? Um, still said, Reddick, Sweat, Graham are trash. That's a lie. I never said that about Josh Sweat. And Reddick and Graham... No, Reddick was okay. Graham was awful in that game against New England. I said that. Okay? I said that. Yes. Because we, we always have to correct people because people like to lie. Okay? People like to lie. So let's see here. Um Mac Jones. I tell you what, the kid born he's pretty good, isn't he? Pretty he's pretty good. He's pretty good. So here. The Eagles manhandled the Vikings last year. That's a different group though. You had hardgrave and Fletcher and all them, a healthy football team. You guys were healthy going into it. You beat them up good. You don't have that group. Your defense, that was an A-plus defense. This is a C-minus defense. This is C-minus. Plus your edge rushers banged up. Um, And once again, here here's where I see the difference here. I don't see where Minnesota can cover A.J. Brown and Devontae, I just don't see it. And I don't know. But here's here he'll. this will be the problem in this game. So your play caller now has to be – and there's more – hey, get this. There's pressure on your play caller. What does your play caller do tonight? Does he get in the way or does he help hurts? Personally, I think they had a flawed attack and a flawed game plan against New England. It was flawed. Wrong people were active, wrong people were targeted. It was chaotic. Everyone went, "Hey, man, Gainwell played well." No, he didn't. He was a non-factor after the first twenty-two plays. You could have sat his ass and deactivated him. He was a completely non-factor, complete non-factor. And what you did was the entire game, you kept a, you 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 didn't fire your gun in a gun battle, with Goddard. You had a gun in your holster in a gunfight. You never pulled it. Why? You know why? Because Brian Johnson was seeing the game with blinders on. He wasn't seeing the entire field and what was on the backside. He, get this. If you go back and you watch that 22, do you know how many backside throws there were wide open? How many times did you see Goddard or AJ or Devontae streaking across the middle of the field on the backside, coming on a slant pattern, wide open. And yet they were going with predetermined throws um, front side the entire time. They became so predictable. They became so predictable. Belichick was leaving guys wide open and dropping down five because Hertz was seeing and getting confused because of the plays that were being called. My opinion, I think Brian Johnson got in the way. He just got in the way. I mean, you had guys – last year, we never saw any of those guys wide open like that. We, we never saw any of those guys that were so wide open like that. We, we didn't see that. I mean, and if Hertz had them open, he found them. This year, week one – now, look, I've heard Tone and everyone say it, and they're right. Bill confuses a lot of people like that. But what Flores is going to do is a lot of the same stuff. He was 17 years in New England. This is going to be a lot of the same stuff going into this game tonight. They just don't have the people. You see, New England's equipped to deal with the Patriots. The Patriots are equipped to deal with the Eagles. The Vikings' defense is not. Okay? They're just not. Okay? That's right, Barb. Hertz is his own offensive coordinator. I think Brian's got to kind of like let Jalen see the field a little more instead of being he. Let's call this play. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I just it it was like, like one of the themes that I said today that just seemed so different was that you're running the same system on both sides, and yet the team looks completely different in the first 60 minutes of football. Now. There's such a small sample size of this with 60 minutes of football. And we've been saying the whole time offense is going to come around because of the personnel and the defense I think is personnel. Now here's the problem that you have on offense though. Who controls the clock once you get a lead? Who controls the clock? not going to throw the ball. Who controls the clock? So Steven goes Hurts. So Hurts is going to run the ball in this game because you want to keep that Viking offense off the field, right? So how about this? Penny? Penny? Hey, Joey. Penny wasn't even active last week. Shows you what they think of him. And the only reason he's active this week is because Gainwell's hurt. You think they really have a high opinion of him? Your O-line will dominate? They should. There's no excuses. Then again, there shouldn't have been any. Well, New England's good. New England's good. Everyone needs to relax. Eagles going to come out and firing and angry. (laughs) That shit's great sitting with pom-poms, dog. You mean to tell me you don't come out angry and firing out on week one and you think all of a sudden you're going to start turning switches on and off? That's not a championship mentality. Prediction, Jalen Carter, three sacks. I'll go two and a half. I'll go two and a half. I'll do two and a half. Okay? Okay. You, you want logic? Here's your logic for tonight. Got to keep that Eagle defense off the field. Jalen Hurts is going to have to run the ball a lot. Why? Because it burns clock. And you you don't want Kirk Cousins and that offense to get the ball. You, you can't cover them. You know this. You just refuse. Hey, so let's do this right. If they don't get home like you didn't last week, as well as Carter played, it didn't matter. You still, you still gave up a ton of yards. You still allowed Mac Jones to absolutely throw a ton of yards at you. Okay? It didn't matter. So you got to keep Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and Hawkinson, and K.J. Osborne off the field. Because you don't have people that can cover them, you're not going to shut down Jefferson. You're just not. Okay, you're just not. Scott goes like this. Silio's acting like he's a Hall of Fame coach. No, I saw what a Hall of Fame coach did, dude. You don't have to be a Hall of Fame coach to know you don't have talent in certain places. You don't. Yeah, KJ Osborne. Here, let's take a look at his numbers since he's been a pro in the league. K.J. Osborne. Let's take a look at his numbers since he's been in pro football. And by the way, he'll be like the fourth or fifth option. So here's 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 the fourth or fifth options. Um, here's the fourth. Let's see. He's It's going to be Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson. He's the fourth option. Here's the fourth receiving option in Minnesota. Um, 50 catches, 655 yards. 60 catches, 655 yards. Seven touchdowns and five touchdowns. Not bad for a fourth guy. Shit, I wish your I wish your third wide receiver was decent and had those kind of numbers. That's the fourth dude. Yeah. That's pretty good for a fourth guy when you have to have Zach Cunningham cover him. Zach Cunningham can't cover this guy. Yeah, this is about matchups. You see, Quan, that's how matchups work. You put Slay on Jefferson. Now you have to go Job on Addison. I don't know who you're putting on TJ Hawkinson. And you got Zach Cunningham on a guy who could go for 100 yards tonight. That's what matchups are called. Their fourth guy catches 700 passes, 700 yards, and 60 catches a year. What does Quez Watkins do? Does, what What is he? And that's your third wideout. That's their fourth option. Shit, so is that their fifth option? It's like their fourth option, right, because the two wideouts, the tight. It's their fourth option. In that offense, you want to know why he throws for 4,500 yards every year? because he's got playmakers out there that make plays. <laughs> Zach Cunningham was terrible in that ball game. okay Seals didn't call the Jets over the bills. um I did I took the I took the Jets over the bills. I did. I took the Jets to beat the Bills. Yes. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, big. But Sills makes me hype for the game. Talking all this. Okay. Yeah, Keon. Let me see how many yards last year did um, Cousins throw for? Because Keon wants me to be exactly right here. We matter. We we matter as well. Lose out, so can be. I don't know. Kirk Cousins stats. Let's see what he threw for last year. Just because Quan needs to be exact. uh, 45-47. And 29 touchdowns. 66% completion percentage. And he threw the ball 643 times. So I just want to be correct. It was actually 45-47 last year. So just keeping score hit the like button game times right around the corner let's go get this thing man hit the like button keep it here on the national football show to see any tears tomorrow man i don't see any tears okay i'm taking the seven in the vikings eagles win the game 31 27 but i'm taking i i i I took the, the seven was earlier in the week i'm taking the seven uh yeah hey that's funny you say that yale isn't it funny now you look at clemson and all Alabama a lot different now, don't you? You do. You look at you look at them a little bit different than you do now. Hey, real quick here before we close up and get ready for tonight. Um, so the NFL is now expanding the roster. Man, it's easy to make an NFL team today. Man, I wish I played today. Dude, when I played, you had 47 guys on a team. That's it. There was no practice squad. Now they got 17 and one. So in theory, they got an international guy or something. You had 18 guys on top of 53 dudes. So you, 71 guys now make a team? I'd have played 30 years. <laughs> I mean, 71 guys are on a football team at one time? Wow. Wow. 71 dudes make an NFL team and back in my day, seriously, 47 dudes um were act were you, there, there was no practice squad or you couldn't deactivate there was no emergency anything. Owners weren't giving out roster spots like that. I, I, hey, is it really five thousand a week Yale? Holy cow man for being on the practice squad that's good dude. Five grand a week. I mean, so you're hey, so you're making five hundred grand. Is that right? Or you're making twenty thousand a month? So over ten months, you're making two hundred grand. You're making probably around two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year being on a practice squad. On a Ian Book made two hundred fifty thousand dollars last year on a practice squad and never even got into a game. Talk about stealing. Holy shit. I was the last player cut in two places. I mean, seriously, I had to play 10 years. 71 guys. And now you have XFL and USFL. Great stuff. Ha- I'm happy for the guys. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. It's, it's a good thing. There's more opportunities and more jobs. Absolutely, man loki goes like this practice no see you look at it as practice i look at it keeping your dream alive you don't look at it that way though do you dude you look at the practice squad guys as being jokes and shit like that right it keeps their dream alive that maybe one day somebody will get signed off that practice squad and that guy will turn out to be kurt warner okay or turn out to be terrell davis you know what I'm saying? It keeps the dream alive. Okay. So I want to see some scores for tonight. Give me some scores. I want to tone you your score too, which I want to see some scores. I told you mine. 31. 27. Let's see what I'm up. A man says here. Thirty-one twenty-seven. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I think I took that from you, Tone. I think the other day you said that. Yeah. Score tonight. Thirty one twenty seven. All right. I'll say this tonight. Um, I think the crowd will be a factor. I think it'll be pretty good here. let me let me see here if I can may have an issue here with the um, with the chat here a little bit. That's why I can't see it. So I want to see some of these numbers. Yeah, I think we have, have here we go. 34 24 That's Turner. So you think they win by 10. 24. 24. See here. Ooh, look at Yale. I got to put Yale's down here. Yale's got 34, 31. Wow. What does my man Maniac have? Maniac, what do you have? 31, 21, 11. I'm, I'm going to remind people of this. Anthony's got 35-14. Okay. Eagles got 27-16. Sway, 42-17. Always count on Sway to come in overhanded. See, Sway likes to come in with those two-hand dunks. (laughs) Yeah. Key on two, man, 10 points, 27-17, because he thinks that 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 shit defense is going to stop that offense to 17 points, you're out of your mind. You, you, he talks like you got got gangrene. 31-27, uh, that, I like that score. Eagles 27-20, 34-28. That's a good score too, Mateo. Hurts panic so bad. He didn't panic. That's not what he did in that. Look at you over. Hey, you accused me of overcooking it. You really thought Jalen Hurts panicked in that game on Sunday? That would be one thing I would not say about Jalen Hurts is panicking. The coaching panicked. The coaches panicked. Yeah, not him. He, he's Hurts is not gonna panic. It's Baker Mayfield panics. Josh Allen panics at times. Hurts is not panicking. Okay. That wouldn't be a word to describe. Twenty-eight, seventeen, two, one, five. Coaches, hey, how about this? Are you more concerned about the coaches tonight, or the players stepping up and having it knocking off the rust? So, was it more rust in the first game, or was it personnel? Yeah, Jalen's not a – Jalen doesn't panic. It's, that's, that's not panic. 34-27, that's a good score. Coaches 100%. Rust. Loki's still – he's still falling on that uh, Nick Sirianni sword. He thinks Nick's a good coach. <laughs> okay. He's a bookworm. In my – hey, in mine Angelo Cataldi's book – That guy is a librarian. (laughs) He's a librarian that lies a lot. 27-24 says Death Row. Brian Johnson called a fabulous game. He was great. Dude, if he was Pinocchio, his nose couldn't have got through the doorway at the press conference. Should be called Nick Pinocchio, not Nick Sirianni. Nick Pinocchio. How many Pinocchios did Nick get this week? Three. <laughs> hey, I think there's a new segment coming. The Nick Sirianni Pinocchios. <laughs> I think the Nick I, I like the Nick Sirianni po, Pin, uh, Pinocchios. Let's see, you got one for the Brian Johnson one. Um, yeah, he thought he called a great game. You think Jalen will be able to read defenses better? I don't know. Can't be one read guy tonight. That's not going to cut it. Okay? Hey, that's racist against the (laughs) Italians. What's the sales pick? I'm going with what Tone said two days ago. I like the 31-27 game. I like that thing. Racist against the Italians. I never thought about that, man. My daughter used to ask me all the time about the Sopranos. Hey, Dad, how do you feel about The Sopranos? It's a great series. You like to be being depicted as a mobster? It's television. N- no, Dad. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> 21, Vikings mix of PAT. You guys, hey, you know what? No, you you're, you're you know what? You guys give me a ton of shit. You guys give me a ton of shit, but I know you took the Jets over the Bills, Dan. I did. Thank you, Greasy. Yeah, but hey, what was really stupid about that pick was that I got the Bills going to the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. So they better write the ship real quick. (laughs) AJ and Jalen will ball for 400. Come on, man. Ronald. Guy 400 yards passing. Give me a break. He'll, he could have a 400 total offense day, but he ain't getting 400 passing. We give it to you. Hey, we give you shit, Sills, because we love... Hey, Eagle. Hey, man, I know that. Are you... Hey, Eagle. Are you kidding me? I would not ever not want you in here. If the DB plays 10 yards off, we are... We are sway sway too's in that conversation you kidding me eagle i love you guys man you guys are the greatest people i've ever spoken to because you know what you're doing you're not running to my bosses because we have conversations and we get back and forth do you know what bosses would do like on radio my aunt goes like this i can't believe these guys give you as much shit and i go it's good. This is what you sports talk used to be like back in the day. Where you could have a nice banner and then we can have beers and a couple wings. Okay. Uh, I mean, right? Senor goes, Sills needs a promotion. Dude, you know what, man? I I hey, Senor, don't you think me testing out the um the Eagle um like tailgating at Lincoln Financial? I don't know if they'd let me do that. Okay, I I, I would love to do that. That's why Angelo and Cuz are gone. That's right, they can't do their shows anymore. You can't say that because you're upsetting everybody and it sounds really bad in the air and our advertisers get it. This is about creating traffic, not worrying about what a guy thinks of you. Remember? (laughs) All right, we're here. Game two. Game one was a C minus. Game two. What will it be? The Tom Lincoln show. Lincoln, never heard of him. Okay. Never heard of him. What will it be tonight? I can't wait. Enjoy yourselves. We will be here tomorrow. Three to six. Holy cow. Come hell or high water, I wouldn't miss tomorrow for the world. Xander, Big Joe, thank you very much. Tone, way to kill. Hey, you know what Tone's saying right now? I can't wait for game two to shut that big mouth of his up. (laughs) Enjoy yourself, Tone. Excellent job today on Sports Take and here with us right now. We'll see you tomorrow, three to six. Enjoy the game tonight. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side.